0: Chiefs are going with speed in a number of different ways. We're going to talk about who are the guys that are stepping out in that direction and how much are they going to emphasize it this year as we do that and break down the brand new first unofficial depth chart of the season. Welcome to Locked On Chiefs. Let's get after it.
1: From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs
0: Podcast. Welcome, friends and neighbors, those of you in Chiefs Kingdom and around the world. Welcome back. This is Lockdown Chiefs, part of Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for free everywhere. Thanks for making us your first listen. Check out the draft show or Lockdown NFL for another show. Maybe you can check out one of the uh, AFC West opponents to get some intel on them for your next listen. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, NFL33.com, RGRFootball.com, and a number of other things that I haven't even released yet. So, hey. Chris is on the road. How you doing, Chris?
1: I'm good. Uh, thank you for putting up with me being on the road. I am on the road. I am in Missouri. Uh, I am not at St. Joe, unfortunately, but I am in Missouri for this episode. So uh apologize ahead of time for the different video and the setup, but uh, hopefully this is going to work out well. Lots to talk about today, especially with the new depth chart coming out.
0: Ah, oh, that hotel Wi-Fi, it always comes in. We're going to... We're going to battle through this tonight, folks. We decided to do this live because we don't know exactly how it's going to go with Chris's internet. So we're going to do that. I think you're back now though. What were you saying?
1: Yeah. I'm just saying that uh thank you very much for putting up with
0: this internet cuz it's could be spotty. <laughs> That's exactly what it's going to be. Spotty is what they're using for the wide receivers. A lot of combinations, a lot of trying things out. Same thing with the running backs. Who's got the spark? Who's hitting the holes? All kinds of, can we rely on the speed when the season comes? We've heard a lot about Isaiah Pacheco. We've heard a lot about McCall Hardman running Wildcat. What do you think of what we've seen in camp so far?
1: I think it's a lot of interesting things. I think McCall running Wildcat is going to be something to watch uh, this year and see how they sprinkle that into the offense. Uh, you know, the other wide receivers getting – you know, different positions and, you know, we'll get in the depth chart after in, in the next couple of segments and we can talk about that a little bit more. But Pacheco seems to be getting a lot of talk right now and it seems to be stretching to the NFL circles as well.
0: Yeah, I, I like that. Get a little national pub. I believe Patrick Mahomes got asked about him today when he was talking with Mooch and um I can't remember who else was on set today, but hey, it is what it is lot of speed wrinkles. Now, I don't think that's the only one because I think this team is searching for a way to get Sky Moore involved more. Because when you look at it, I feel like Sky Moore has to have a set group of plays, like a package for him to utilize his speed and his yards after the catch that I think is going to be all important to his game. But it's not necessarily just swapping in for any position of the three. That takes a long time to learn, and even though it's clicking for him, I think it's going to be a little bit narrow in scope at first to begin the season.
1: Yeah, I think you and I have discussed this a little bit. I do think that that's kind of the way they're going to look at going with Sky Moore. They're going to try to limit what what they put on his plate, try to get him as involved as they can in specific aspects of the offense. And hopefully that's going to give him the ability to be productive early on and, and really help this team.
0: I agree. And I think it's got to be key because when you mix it in and out, everybody has their own kind of thing that they can bring to the offense. And whether it's Wildcat, I really like the concept there, running RPOs with McColl, who can throw it, but hasn't done it in a long time. He talked about that today. But you could get the two of them in the backfield together, and I think that, that that's that's some havoc waiting to happen, to tell you the truth.
1: Yeah, and I do think that that could be a lot of fun to see what they could do and how they want to play and, and really build off each other, because I think that's really what they're going to be doing is kind of competing back and forth, trying to see. You know, and one of the things – this kind of fits into what we're talking about here. One of the things that the players have always been able to do under Andy Reid is maybe design plays or design concepts and take them to Reid, And he will sometimes mm-hmm. implement those in a, into the offense. He's done that for Mahomes before he's done it for Travis Kelsey before. There are different players that have that ability to take things to the coach and who knows what McCole and Sky Moore are going to come up with.
0: Yeah. Hey, I hope there's some aspect to it. Now, folks, this is a, a live podcast. We don't generally do this, but since we are something that we borrow from some of the other shows that I do, there are some questions. So one ties in directly to this. This is not a Q&A show, folks. We will do a mailbag coming up, so we'll prepare that ahead of time. But tonight, since we're live, let's take one because one guy who brings some interesting and now I think maybe more valuable as we go into the, the stretch of training camp is Justin Watson, Do you think at this point, because of his speed element, because of his special teams ability, that he's a lock to make this roster? That's what Cole Killer wants to know.
1: Lock? No. Do I think he's likely to make it? Yeah, probably at this point. Uh, I just I don't want to call a lock to somebody that a couple weeks ago we weren't even thinking had a chance of making the roster. I want to see him play in a game. Uh, I know the team wants to see him play in a game. And if he's able to do that, then it's going to be a good situation for this team. And, and honestly, as a fifth wide receiver or sixth wide receiver, I think it's a good position regardless.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Anything that you can do in adding speed to the guys that have to be on the roster for specifically those long kick plays, I think that helps yep. you in the end. And Dave Tobe's unit, quite frankly, if they were to take even a 10% step forward, better at field position average, from last season, that helps the offense immensely in a year that there's a lot of transitioning going on.
1: Yeah, and they're going to need help just because, like you said, there's a lot of transitioning going on. They're going to be changing what they're going to be doing. They don't have the speed over the top that they used to in Tyree Hill, so that's going to change what they're going to do on offense. And really, they're going to need to be able to shift what they do. And maybe we're not going to see as many big chunk plays. And maybe we'll see a ton. I, I don't know how defenses are going to defend them because I think this offense is going to be a lot different than what people are expecting.
0: It very well could be, and there's something new and different that you guys need to try. If you haven't yet, it's really delicious, it's indulgent, and it's cookie dough from our friends over at Built Bar. It's covered in chocolate, and it does everything that you need to do, except it's different. Cookie dough chunk puffs. They're a little bit lighter. It's my favorite flavor that they went back, or one of my favorite flavors anyway, went back and put... The the fluffy nougatty kind of stuff into but give it that chewy texture. It's still only 160 calories and only and 15 grams of protein. Low sugars, low net carbs. Everything 100% real chocolate. It's their newest flavor, and it gives you all the stuff that you need to replace a meal, additional protein source, all the things to get you through your day when you hit the wall as well. It's cookie dough chunk puff. And it's incredible. You want to check it out and you can do that really easily over at built.com. Use our promo code LOCKED15 and you can get 50% off of your order right now. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your order at built.com. Now, again, for podcast listeners, this is a little bit different because of the, the nature here that we're going live. The YouTube channel actually has the visuals here that we're about to talk about. So if you're listening on audio, Please continue. But when you get a chance and you're in front of a screen, jump on there and take a look at the visual as well. Make sure you like, sub, and get used to getting those notifications over on YouTube as well. So here's right now where this unofficial depth chart is. There's a number of things going on here. And again, this is not from the coaching staff. This is put out by Chiefs PR. So this is a culmination of what they're seeing and what they're getting from the coaching staff. But this is by no way official. But thanks to Matt Derrick for giving us this. And what this shows is there are a couple of little tweaks here. One, I personally love this because they went ahead and just listed two wide receivers and actually listed a fullback as a starting position. Yes, it is Michael Burton. You guys knew that was coming. But uh, Sky Moore and McCall is listed as the backup wide receivers. They are the top four. We know they're going to filter in. They're going to rotate. That is not a question. Beyond that, it gets a little bit interesting with Derice Fountain then listed as the third team and Justin Watson as the fourth, the two guys that we've been talking about. So this seems to click with where we're representing that speed group.
1: Yeah, it really does. And you sit here and you look at it and Josh Gordon is listed behind Derice Fountain and Sky Moore and Juju and you start looking at that, that he's got a very long shot at making this roster with the way that this is shaking out right now. And that's a big question mark uh, with him going into this season was, could he make the roster because he's not a special teams guy? And Kansas City's really four deep at wide receiver right now. And I don't see how he was going to jump up to that fourth spot, which is where he'd have to be. So he's got a long way to go, but there's going to be a lot of questions that get answered when the pads come on and they're playing in actual preseason games as
0: well. Agreed. That that does make a difference. and We're going to get our first taste of it this week, folks, and we'll see who plays where and when. But I agree with you. That is a little bit telling. Um, I also noticed that listed as a wide receiver is one of the guys that I expect on the practice squad. And I'm actually kind of excited about his 2023 prospect rather than this year. But that's Jerry and Ealy. Um, Not pushing for a roster spot at the wide receiver role right now would be like a backup running back if he did get onto the roster, in my opinion. So, lot to see there. But on the offensive side, anything else stand out to you as either interesting or surprising?
1: I would say that it's really interesting or surprising. Although, Jared McKinnon in front of Ronald Jones, it's a little interesting to me. Uh, I know that they really like what the McKinnon brings, and Ronald Jones I thought was going to be their guy based on what they paid him. But obviously he's not, uh, according to this depth chart now, we'll see whether or not that actually means anything once uh, you know, they start taking snaps in the preseason. But it's a little interesting to me.
0: Agreed, agreed. And in the, just in the last two days, we've seen Jones run pre- primarily with the ones and then primarily with the threes. So what can we take away from that? The answer, folks, unfortunately, is nothing. that We won't know All until they the make it official. Yeah, I, and especially for Ronald Jones on offense, and there is a player on defense that I feel is in a, in a similar situation. We'll talk about the defense coming up in the next segment. But for those guys that are known quantities, I would normally feel like, hey, you know, they don't feel that they need to push in terms of the volume load and practice. They don't feel that they have to explore capabilities as much. But then you see this, and you realize that, to, I do believe this reflected today's practice as well, which was a 10-10-10, so a lot of volume, but not a whole lot of, of contact. Then you have Jerick McKinnon as the backup running back. And that is also a known quantity. So that doesn't seem that theory doesn't seem to hold water. And the kid that's coming on like a freight train in Isaiah Pacheco is still listed as four. Now I think that is the four that they can take to the regular season. I don't think they can take any more than that. Am I wrong?
1: I don't know that you're wrong. I, as I'm sitting here looking at this, this is, there's one other thing that sticks out to me and I apologize. I should have said it earlier. Uh, You start looking at the offensive line, Christian above Roderick Johnson. That wasn't what we saw. Correct. When Brown wasn't in there, that's not what we saw at all. So that sticks out as a question mark. Uh, I agree with you. I think that they can only keep four running backs. I I don't think that there's a question in that. Uh, And you talked about Jerry and Ely as a wide receiver, which we thought he was going to be coming in and competing as a, a running back. And now they have him listed as a wide receiver. So that's something to watch for next year, as you said, for 2023. Fortson's listed as a four tight end. I think that's a little interesting because I don't think that that's really his role. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it makes sense to have Blake Bell listed as number two because he's the vet. So
0: I do notice that they generally put guys who are injured here at the bottom of the list. Um, Gary Jennings is the same too. situation. Prince Teguanago, the same situation. So I'm not going to read too much into that. Lucas D'Ang. Mm-hmm. But so you look at the starting five, we know who they are on the offensive line, but then very interesting Christian Johnson. Allegretti, they all have to make it. Canard you invested in, he has to make it. That's nine guys right there. So the question becomes, is there any reason to keep Austin Ryder? I can't find one because not only do they list Michael Caliendo as the backup right guard, but they also list him as the third center. And so that's a reason right there to just go with him and be happy.
1: Yeah, and that would not shock me. I'm really curious whether or not they even keep 10 offensive linemen. Uh, I wonder if they're going to do something with Allegretti and try to get him to be the backup center. But they could do a situation where Allegretti plays backup center and and they keep Ryder on the practice squad, or maybe they keep Mm -hmm. Caliendo on the practice squad all year long, and he's their backup. If something happens in season, you go to Allegretti for the rest of the game, and then you bring up Caliendo.
0: The the back and forth, I think, with the practice squad is going to be very interesting last year because uh, this isn't a yeah. team coming off of a Super Bowl, but I think you could argue that it's nearly a Super Bowl roster.
1: Yeah, no, I would agree with that. And so then the back you, and
0: forth. Go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, you look at the wide receivers. Corey Coleman, obviously, I never thought really stood a great chance to make the roster, but being listed where he is, I'd say that says just about everything you need to know about his chances of making this
0: roster. Yeah, it does put him fairly fairly down the list. Um, I mean, I'm he's a little even surprised behind, by that. Cornell Powell even de- behind Devin Gray. Yeah, Who just came in. Um, and, and again, folks, this is unofficial. We don't know how or where the little differences are, but it's an interesting look, at least for the first time, what the depth chart might look like. There's some interest on the other side of the defense. We're going to get to that coming up next. You can't change the past, but maybe you can help your future self. And now we have a special tool to do it with. It's called Dave. Maybe borrow a little cash. Maybe get yourself clear of a situation like I found myself in many a time. You just need that little bit of extra cash. Dave's the banking app that can help you with that with nearly $500 in instantly earned extra cash. That's the money to fill your tank. It's the money to buy a gift. It's the money to catch up on bills or anything else that you need to get done so you can tackle those expenses that are stressing you out and move on without any hangups. There's no interest. There's no credit check. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief that they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch or you want some help, or you want a little idea of the future with Dave, it's the future for you right now. Download the Dave app from any app store. That's D-A-V-E, like the name. Sign up for extra cash account, and you can get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, make sure to go to big.com slash legal instant transfer fees apply banking is provided by Evolve, the member fdic your future you will thank you my future you thanks you as well and i will say this number one on the defense the first thing that stands out mike dan is a starter on this roster right now today is that true
1: no (laughs) <laughs> it's, not shock, it's not shocking to me they're not going to give Karloftis the nod to begin with and I guess if I was shocked about anything it'd be that Dunlap is not a Dunlap is not a starter versus Dana um,
0: for those who that are, are on the, the audio stalker. side Mike Dana Frank Clark listed as your starters Karloftis Dunlap listed as your twos and Herring and Kando listed as the threes that makes a lot of sense that's fine we did see Mike Dana play a lot of snaps this week and very interesting that sometimes he did move inside because when you look at the D-Dads tackle list, it is Nadia Jones as your starters, Saunders as Morton as your backups, Stallworth down with Edwards, a little bit more distant in my opinion. I kind of read that as the way that I perceive them as well. Do you see differences there?
1: I don't think I really see big differences. I, Stallworth was going to be a guy that I think was going to struggle to make this roster, and really I don't see how they go with more than four DT. DTs. I just, I don't, not with the other positions that they're going to have and and struggles at keeping different people. Um, I'm really interested. I will say this. The one thing that I hate about missing camp so far this year is I'm really curious to see Kando and Herring play in a game. Mm -hmm. And so seeing where they're listed, I guess that's a little bit of a, not a surprise, but that's a, that's a good thing to me is that you got a guy in Herring who has been around for, a little while in Kando who you drafted last year and their fifth and sixth on the, on the depth chart. I think that's a good sign uh, for depth at that position. It's still not great. It's still not, you know, all pro depth that you would necessarily want at that position, but it's better than we thought it
0: would be. Yeah. Agreed. And there is a significant possibility that six ends and four tackles make this 53 man roster. Uh, We'll talk more with that with Matt Derrick tomorrow, folks. Don't miss tomorrow's show, but it's a possibility. And as that goes on, it really is up to probably Dante Stall, or I'm sorry, Taylor Stallworth, wrong, wrong Stallworth, apologies, to really do something <laughs> to make the roster rather than do something to not make it. Um, he's got to step forward. Now, another interesting quirk.
1: Well, go ahead. I just want to say real quick the one thing that could keep them from taking five DTs <clears throat> is Karloff can pinch inside.
0: Mm hmm they have the
1: ability to have a guy pinch inside and help uh so the question is is do you really need to keep five dts when you can probably keep a guy like austin edwards on the practice squad and bring him up if you need him
0: yeah that that's fair enough um i think it will come down to, to a little bit of back and forth on that one now one other quirk about this list that uh, the chiefs put out I I enjoy the fact that they chose to list it as the base defense, as a three-linebacker set, which does include Elijah Lee as a starter at Sam with Nick Bolton and Willie Gay Jr. Uh, With Chanel, Carter, and Harris as your backups, Mike Rose behind that. I'm not sure that actually plays into the snap counts they're getting in practice, and we'll see what happens in preseason game number one. But that leads to them listing only two corners and two safeties. Obviously, Juan Thornhill, Justin Reed, the starters, Deion Bush, Brian Cook, the backups – Zane Anderson's been getting a little bit more run uh, over Deion Bush of late. We'll see if that continues. Interesting, for the very first time, the rookie starter on this list is Trent McDuffie, someone who's gone very low under the radar in this camp until the last couple of days. And I'm excited to see him. I, does that surprise you that he's the lone rookie starter?
1: No. No. Uh, mainly because this team is stacked with a lot of veteran talent and that's exactly what you think. The only other positions that really I could think that you would see a rookie start would possibly be offensive tackle or right tackle. And I still would not be shocked if Kennard is not the starter day one. Uh, I, I think that's a severe possibility. And, the question really becomes is is Carlos Dunlap going to start over Carloftus? If he does, great, but it would not shock me either to see Karloftis be the starter day one. Um yeah. but he's gotta earn it and that's what I like about them putting Dana there. Uh they're not just gonna give the, the first round rookie a spot as the starting defensive end. And with Dunlap in camp, that's going to be even harder. So agreed. Not a shocker to me with Trent McDuffie. Now what does kind of shock me about all the rookies is you're looking at Joshua Williams being le- listed as your third corner. And I know that you probably talked about this yesterday, but DeAndre Baker is no longer on this roster, so he's not on here. Uh, not a shocker that he got cut. I am a little surprised at Win. I thought mm-hmm. that they'd at least see him playing a game, but it seemed like he was going to be the odd man out with all the corners they took
0: Agreed. I I thought we'd go down to more of a battle, but clearly this does give you a little bit of light. Rashad Fenton is still injured. He is listed at the end of this list, as is Nazi Johnson, who has been getting some decent reps. But along with Joshua Williams, it is DiCaprio Boodle listed as the primary backup to Trent McDuffie. So in your top four, as it stands right now, meaning Jalen Watson. Right. And that's what's surprising. I don't know what's going on. No, you're fine. You you beat me to it, is all because I don't know what's going on with Lonnie Johnson. I expected him to be in that second tier. I expected him to be the four right after Fenton. Is there, is it, again, like we were talking about with Rojo, is this a known quantity issue? Is it he's not adapting to the system issue? Is this that they don't have faith in him yet? That's the big question. I don't have an opinion. Do you? No,
1: I don't. And the, without being at camp it's really hard to have a great opinion the other real problem that you have here is without seeing them in games it's going to be very hard to have any kind of idea so at this point it's a big question you know why is lonnie johnson not on the roster because right now i don't think that he's the guy that they keep at this point because they drafted williams they drafted watson finton's gonna be back i don't know that lonnie johnson would stick uh I, boodle was playing well last year in preseason. He got better as the preseason went on. You talked him up all offseason. I would not be shocked if he's on this roster. Yeah. The question I, I is, 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 can he contribute on special teams?
0: I, I agree with you. And I, A, I think he can. And B, I, I, I think it is a great fight there to make that roster spot. Um, the last thing, and, and folks, if you would listen to Doug from YouTube, uh, hit that like button for us. We appreciate that. That puts us in contention there with the, the other Chiefs channels on YouTube. Uh,
1: I do – can I – I want to say a couple of quick things because I'm seeing different questions here. Absolutely. Uh, Wink Windle. sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. I do think that Gordon could be based on new rules. Uh, we'd have to look into that – but I do think that they're allowing vets still to be on the practice squad this year. So I do think he'd be eligible. Uh, that's where he was last year. At the very end of the season, he was on the practice squad. So it would not shock me if he's eligible again this year. Uh, you're talking about Johnson. Uh, Philip Hill, you're saying Johnson was 227 out of 227 last year. Yes, I agree with you on that. He did not play well last year in Houston, but it was Houston. It was a horrible defense. And he is a better player than I think 227 out of 227 when you're talking about corners in this league. Now, whether or not he can find it in Kansas City is a different issue, different system, moving places. Uh, all of that is going to play into it. And if he's not on the roster, he's not on the roster. To me, it's a great situation for Kansas City to have to trade for a guy to go get him like that. And then he can't even make the roster because they like other guys more.
0: It's a difficult situation. And he doesn't have special teams ability, which is the last thing I want to mention before I say uh, to Alan Dijon, uh, good afternoon to you, down on to in Australia. Thanks for making the stream. We appreciate it. Um, Interesting thing for me, they're still listing, at least on this one, McCall Hardman as the punt returner. Isaiah Pacheco yep. is listed as the kick returner, but that's not the most interesting thing to me. Trent McDuffie listed as the backup punt returner is shocking to me.
1: Well, I mean, Corey Coleman's listed as the backup kick returner. So <laughs> take what it take. Fair enough. What you will from it. I, Trim McDuffie, there's no way they're ever putting him back for a punt return unless all he's going to do is sit there and and wave the hand for a fair catch. It's the only yeah. way he's going to be back there. Fair enough. He's, a start, he's their starting corner. You're not going to put him back in that situation. Uh, I don't think – and I guess I, I need to say this. I don't think he has Patrick Peterson type of ability. If he did, that would be a little bit different. Yeah. But maybe I'm wrong. I haven't seen him do kick returns, so maybe he'll surprise me.
0: Hey, hey, it would be a great problem I, to have. I, I, I like Pacheco as the kick returner. I wouldn't mind seeing him as the punt return, but they obviously see yeah. something. And with Sky listed as the third on both of those categories, I wouldn't be surprised to see him make some ground there. And before we go, I, we have one good question I do want to answer from uh, Eamon Hoover. How do the Chiefs decide who's going to be available for press conferences? That is a combination of the coaching staff and the PR staff. Chiefs PR decides who gets to go in front of the the podium each day, and so it is not something that uh, that is decided upon by the players generally. Uh, the beat reporters will make requests, but it is PR and the coaching staff that makes those decisions. So, thank you guys for going through this live with us.
1: Yeah, and I just want to throw out to Philip Hilt, uh, Niang, and Fitton going on pup. I don't think that they're both eligible for pup. Niang maybe. Uh, Fitton, it may, I guess Fitton could be too. I thought it, they'd have to be on it right now in order to be on pup, uh, 54 and 55. I think you're looking at probably a wide receiver, um, in alignment or a corner in alignment. I mean, it's, it's really hard to tell. I think that you're going to be looking at different people, uh, and really trying to figure out, and then this is the roster math that we've got to figure out going into the season is how, how many are you keeping at each position? And Absolutely. it's one of the hardest questions to answer. Uh, because you have a lot of talent in different positions and you want to keep more people than you can.
0: Absolutely. That's the toughest thing. And we will go through a roster projection following the first preseason game. We'll have all the fallout for you. And we'll have more for you this week. Matt Derek will be with me tomorrow. If you want questions answered, we will do a mailbag. Put your comments below in this comment section on this video and we will lift them from there. Thank you for spending your time with us. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Have a great day and we'll talk to you next time.